moment, my Welcome to episode five of Nothing But Net on November 4th, 2019. It is 6.52 recording this. I'm your host, Taylor Hudson, and I'm with my co-host, Carl Heinz Reichert. And today starts the day of daylight savings time, so pretty dark out right now. I was walking over to class, and I was kind of taken away how dark it was, and it was only 6, six o'clock at the time. Yeah, uh... Uh, liked the extra hour, but, uh, and also I kind of like it better being lighter out in the morning, but yeah. Anyways, let's get right into yeah, it. Let's get into it. Um, the top story, if you don't know, Everton midfielder Andre Gomez will miss the remainder of the season due to an ankle injury. Came against the game against Tottenham. Uh, Huming Son challenged or tripped him up from behind and then I don't know how to pronounce his uh, name. Serge Aurier came in with a tackle on front. Yeah. At first, it was a yellow card for Son, and I guess once the referee walked over and saw why Andre wasn't getting up and people around him in a very all of the just matter. the how dramatic it was and how like shocking like that the shock value definitely I think played a factor into it. And if you if you watch the like the clip the full clip it earlier in the play when uh, Andre Gomes. Uh, elbowed uh, Hyungman's son in the in the gut, and then it was kind of a little revenge that he couldn't he couldn't catch up to him down when he was sprinting down the wing. So he went to kind of try and get ball, but also clipped his foot, and it ended up knocking him off balance. And as he was falling, he got challenged by Serge Aurier. It was his uh, right foot got basically it was cleat on cleat, and then that's what ended up severely. Breaking. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna get a little vulgar here, so if you don't like injuries, just don't just skip. I mean, you can watch the video yeah, if you watch want the video, to. Yeah, we'll watch everywhere. It. I'll retweet it if you want. But if you look down at your foot right now, his foot was basically 180 degrees right. So, yeah, right angle. Look at her foot right now; yeah. it's just straight. But his foot was like on a almost like a straight line. So, it's bad. He's out for us of the year, but it was, yeah, it was terrible. And Hyungman's son immediately burst into tears. Yeah, and you can only imagine why. I mean, it, like, I've been on the other end of this. So I, when I was playing in 2015 for club soccer, I was I was in the midfield. I made a pass out wide, and about like I'd say like a solid two seconds after I gave up the ball, like after I'd already passed it away, a kid came from behind, and basically just ran it through the back of me i fell forward but the force from his shoulder into the back of me uh broke my collarbone and i and i was like laying on the ground and like i don't really like i remember what like all the feeling and everything right. but like like the parents and everyone told me that my legs were like spazzing out and that i like like they couldn't like pin me down like i like i tried to get up and i just fell back down like you, like I, remember like was your like one side of your body just like oh i i had to like, like yeah like, like i literally like i i had to look down at the ground slump my whole body just to be able to get like to the to the sideline and when i was like when i was walking like i stayed for the rest of the game like i watched the rest of the game and then i went to the hospital and like we had my arm in like a like a, in a penny like in a sling uh, like yeah. a made sling out of a penny and then <laughs> uh, like in the car every single bump was like awful like I literally had to like look at the ground and I couldn't take normal steps I had to take baby steps because I couldn't like I just I don't know why that affected every other part of my body but like I couldn't stand up straight I couldn't 
like take normal strides it just took forever and then it took like two hours to get me to get seen and I hadn't even had dinner yet it was like a it was a during the week game for club it was it was so bad but anyways I I know kind of where Andre Gomes is at the moment and it's awful like obviously like my injury like I was still able to like I didn't have to stretch it off or anything but it was still pretty bad but and and I've talked I've talked to that kid that did any like and it was like a, it was a dirty play. I'm going to call it what it was. Like, there right. wasn't even a foul on it because it was so late after the play. The ref had already looked away. So, like, I feel like I know kind of how that situation is. And I talked, I've talked to him, like, before because um, he went to East Mac. So, we played them in, in high school. And, uh, like, I got to talk to him. And he, like, obviously felt, like, horrible. And we, like, kind of talked it out or whatever. And it was fine. But, yeah, just a little personal experience. Um. Everton tweeted out today, or it was yesterday, that Andre Gomes did go under, or he underwent surgery and everything's fine, but the timetable will be next season. So, yeah. Just signed for Everton, I believe, correct? Mm, last year. Last, last year. year, okay, yeah. yeah. Portuguese international, and yeah. unfortunate that that You happened. hate to see it, but. Yeah. We um, wanted to, we wanted to start it off, get, get the. Get the negative stuff out of yeah. the way at the beginning. It's a really sad story. So yeah. that's off. So hopefully we get to the lighter part of the podcast. Yeah. So um, the Champions League goes on this week. Tomorrow. Uh, yep. Starts uh, back up again tomorrow. Uh, and I believe Tuesday, we already did our quick picks and they didn't play. So instead of doing the Champions League, we just did Premier League. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Premier League yeah. and a little bit of Bundesliga today. Yeah. So the English top league and the German top league a little right. bit. So um, we just want to do a recap of the Premier League as of uh, Monday, the November 4th. From 1 through f- 6, we have Liverpool at top with 31 points. Manchester City second with 25 points. Leicester City, a surprising third-place team with 23 points. Chelsea with 23 points. Arsenal with 17 points. And at 6, Sheffield United with 16 points. Um, some other teams to highlight, we throw in United at 10 with 13 points, and Spurs 11 at 13 points. Um, the end of that game with Everton was a draw, so they picked away. They both walked away with a point. Carl, any surprising things standing out in the Premier League table right now to you? Um, Well, just based off what you said, there's some clear surprises. Um, I think um, Lesser is less of a surprise this time, obviously because we've seen them do it once before in 2015-16. But... Um, I think Ndidi has really helped their midfield. And I think that, like, obviously he's not as good as N'Golo Kante, but I feel like they needed that central midfielder role, someone to step up, and he's played pretty decent so far this uh, this campaign. And obviously Vardy has returned to 2015-16 form. Um, I mean, scoring, uh, winning against Southampton 9 nothing also helps your scoring. But really? uh, just he's been mental so far this year um and then uh Sheffield United ha- they haven't played the most competitive like teams but they have gotten a win against uh Arsenal 1-0 and they uh they only lost to Liverpool 1-0 as well so and their their manager has been doing a fantastic job over there at Sheffield United I think they've done fantastic and if you want to kind of go into that or you can talk about uh um, United or Tottenham I well um I want to save my Leicester take for later when we okay. go to Bayern. Just because right. if something when we 
uh, it connects. Well, yeah, when we were thinking about it, I just thought about Brendan Rogers and how mm-hmm. that whole situation with Leicester and really like I guess I can go into it without the manager part, but Leicester City, the twenty fifteen sixteen run, the five hundred to one odds of winning the title, they win it. I thought it was three thousand to one. Was it three thousand? I'm pretty sure it's three thousand to one. It was. Let's just say that it was the lowest odds of winning the because I think they were newly promoted. Uh, or it was either that or their second year. Yeah. So they had the core of you know, we discussed earlier. Vardy, then had Conte and Malrez, mm-hmm. and people like Wes Morgan and Schmeichel, just like the key players to that. And then, you know, those two players, then Malrez and Conte Ma- get sold off. Yeah. And then Leicester takes a dip. I mean, they go to the Champions League, and I think they got to the 16 that uh, following year. I don't remember correctly. I might have to look that up. Yeah, and they've been like seven, eight, or nine the rest of the years. So, like, obviously a drop off, but like mid table is still good in the Premier League. Yeah, and then, you know, the chairman dies in the helicopter crash Yeah, about roughly a year and a half ago, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. His son takes over, and then they they stumble upon Brendan Rodgers being the manager now. And um, now they're in third place, Premier League. And I think it's the year of the teams falling off, like Man United, you know. Tottenham has had major struggles. Yeah, Spurs, fall, I mean, going from Champions League final to – 11th in the Premier League behind United. United's been, as I've said before on this podcast and outside of the podcast, they've been. Yeah, we we we've talked about this outside of the podcast about Man United. And we can talk about we rehash that a little bit on yeah. here if you want. You know, having Pogba hasn't played in forever. Martial just came back recently. Uh, one thing I want to say though that um, that Rashford free kick. Oh, oh that was Chelsea. Filthy. Jesus, that was. Knuckle curve, top bend. Yeah. I was just like, whoa. That was amazing seeing that. So I guess that's a highlight for Man United. Um, I feel like the really the talk of the Premier League this year has been managers in and out, people being sacked. Or people wanting people sacked. Yeah, wanting. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. like Unai Emery for Arsenal. Right. And then Ole is also being rumored that they want to sack him and how he – how he's managing now from his intern when they got rid of Mourinho. Yeah, it's Just literally to think about. It's literally like Pep and Klopp are the only ones that are safe. And Brendan Rodgers. Hey, I'm with oh, my boy yeah. Brendan. And, um, the, and so, the guy, and the guy at Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They get some good money. Get some more players and finances. So quickly before we get to the manager, I have the top Premier League scores. So one is Jamie Vardy with 11 games played with 10 goals. Number two, surprising, the youngster, Tammy Abraham for Chelsea with 11 games mm-hmm. played, nine goals, tied with Sergio Aguero with nine goals. Aubameyang, the golden boot last year, uh, but 11, uh, ma- uh, 11 matches, excuse me, and eight goals. And then fifth, but Raheem Sterling with 10 appearances and seven goals. Um, any surprises there besides the Tommy Abraham, you think? Uh, Tammy Abraham has been pretty good, like – like before this season, like he was showing promise playing in some of the Chelsea games, but obviously you're going to see really what he can do when they've needed a true striker. Pretty much, I'm trying to think. Probably since, since the 14, 15 season with Costa. Yeah, or and then even it, later. I would say like they haven't had the the true striker that they've needed obviously since Drogba. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 So you want to go even further on that. Yeah, cuz I mean you've had Costa, Morata, Giroud, Giroud, Higuaín, 
So uh, they've gone through a bit. Yeah, he was here last year for like a, a hot second for on loan. Um, I just think uh, they're they're putting a lot of faith in him, and I think they're placing their faith. Well, Lampard's placing his faith in the right area. I think they need to focus, like, move towards youth. And with his team selections lately, especially with Pulisic scoring again the other day, um, I think he's showing showing that. So, um, moving to the top assisters, we have Kevin De Bruyne, who has nine assists in ten games. Uh, uh, expected. Yeah, expected. Um, Amazing midfielder. Emiliano Buendia. With 11 appearances and four assists for Norwich City, tied with David Silva with four, or David, excuse me, Harvey Baines with four for Leicester, and then Dwight McNeil for Burnley with three. Um, I'm surprised that Ozil's not in there, but because he, he hasn't been playing, he doesn't get playing time. I I, I kind of miss seeing Ozil playing. I feel like he needs to get out of Arsenal to, if he wants to really just get back to playing regular time football. I, th- I think he. He thrived for a few years at Arsenal, but I think his best years were at Madrid. And you could tell, like, especially internationally, I think those were his best years. And I, I, being a German national team fan, I've watched all of his time now that his tenure's over with the German national team. And definitely the earlier years, like the, the 06 World Cup and even the 2010 to an extent were the best of Ozo and it didn't really get any better. It just got worse. It seemed like you wanted the root form, but sometimes it just seemed like laziness on the ball, um, trying to do too much and just not like, obviously he can make those amazing passes, but not just keeping it simple sometimes. Yeah. Um, so moving on, uh, Nico Kovac, did I say that right? Kovac. Kovac sacked at Bayern Munich. Carl, what is your take? This is your team. Yeah. So what's going forward for you as a Bayern so fan? So I think it was Saturday. Bayern played uh Eintracht Frankfurt. Now that is my if if we're talking Bundesliga, I root for Eintracht Frankfurt because that's where my dad was born. So they're my team in the Bundesliga. But I root for all teams in German all German teams in the Champions League, which is why Bayern in effect, it's my favorite team because they usually do the best in Champions League. And I want to see German teams do well outside of Germany. Right. So, Nico Kovac um, uh, managed Eintracht Frankfurt previously um, and then moved to Bayern. He actually beat them in the Super Cup. So, when he was managing Trank, uh not the Super Cup, the Deutsche Pokal, like the, yeah. Yeah. the domestic cup. For, I remember that. Yeah. So, he got hired on, um, and so they played uh, Frankfurt um, on Saturday, and they lost 5-1, to one, an absolute thrashing. And after that, uh, Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, the president of operations at Bayern, came out and issued the statement that they were going to sack Niko Kovac. And I don't – I think the nature of being a, a Bayern manager, like – there's it's it's a finite thing like you don't think that you're gonna have all these glory years I think with Bayern it's very what have you done for me lately as many things in sports are um if you look at it he won a Bundesliga title the Super Cup and the Deutsche Pokal and 
got unfortunately bounced by Liverpool in the round of 16 in the Champions League. And that was enough for him to get fired. Yes, they have a slow start to Bundesliga this year. Bundesliga table right now is wide open. The most wide open it's been in years. I'd say like six or seven years. Right. So I can see from that standpoint, I guess, yeah. Um, I think they've been performing well in Champions League, obviously. But um, I think it was a little early to pull pull the trigger on that one. But um, I just have to respect their decision. I know there's always a short leash at Bayern. I think they'll find the right manager. People are saying Jose Mourinho. I don't think that's a great option for them. You I, even got Allegri and Laurent Blanc out there that are also managers. I don't like Laurent Blanc as a manager. Um, that's what, about, just, what about Allegri? I don't know. Maybe... But I I like when – maybe it's a nationalistic thing. I don't know. But I like when Bayern has a German coach. Right. And that's – Like, I think, I think obviously, too. they played really well under um, – Pep. They played really well under Pep, yeah. And um, Ancelotti did well as uh, – did good as well. But I just like when they play under – a German manager. Maybe that's just being nationalistic. But especially because, like, that's how they are on the national team. Like, they won't have anyone else besides a German national coach the national team. So right. That's just – I maybe that's being short-sighted. Well, I mean, it, it need, you go down to the basics. It's a German team, and you have yeah. somebody, let's, let's say, like Allegri, that's Italian, coming in, having to learn a new language. That's – you know, you have a language blockage with you and your players, and it just makes it harder to communicate with, with, with your players. Yeah. So even when you're going to tactics or if you're doing press conferences or, you know, just on the pitch training, that language barrier, you know, think about this as professional athletes. Like, even when you do it in the classroom, it's hard. Now, now trying to instruct tactics on players where they will follow what you're, you know, doing and they will get behind you. And I feel like, like you said, the German being – having a German player at a ger- or a German manager at a German club makes sense. Yeah. So. Um. I think uh, – I don't know who the last one was. I think the last one they had was Jurgen Klinsmann in 2008 and 2009. Right. And that was – what year did they win the well, – let me see. What last year Champions Bayern? League? Yeah, Bayern – I think Bayern won – 2012, 2013. Against right. Dortmund. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't him, but uh, – I mean – Oh, and that – I think that might have been the year they played Chelsea. No, no, no. Which one? When they won it? No, they lost to Chelsea in the final in Pens. Right. Well, I but don't then know. They, they might have next year and played Dortmund. In, oh, it was the, it was that next year. Yeah, okay, okay, with okay. Robin's last minute. I think that was under Ancelotti that they did that. But, anyways, that I don't I don't. I think Kovach never really found his footing at the club, which is sad to see because I like that he came from my favorite club and then was going to coach at Bayern. Like, I like that success story, but it didn't end up working out. Um, and then, yeah, I think just Byron has to move on. They've gotten some injuries that they need to handle so or deal with. Um, uh, Nicholas Sula towards ACL. Um, I think I don't even. I think someone else got injured as well. But anyways, we can move on from that now. The manager at the time was Yup. Oh, oh, Yunkis. I hope I said that Hup, right. Yeah, Hup Yunkis. Yeah, uh, he also came in during the after Antelotti got. Sacked, and he finished out the year. Yeah, 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 and that's what it was. And and then he took over before they got Kovac. Right. He he was interim, uh, 
manager. Yeah, and um, oh, I just for, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, Pep Guardiola, go back to him. It's it's hard to feel, you know, living up to the expectations of being a manager after Pep. Yeah, because Pep just carries himself that well, you know. And and Pep took them to semifinals. Like it was like three straight years that so they ended up having to play Madrid. Right. And obviously they lost because Madrid won all those three Champions Leagues. Right. And they just ran into – they always ended up drawing against uh, Madrid in either the quarters or the semis. And it was the away fixture in Madrid that would always kill them. And then not to mention, uh, I want to say 2016-17 against Juventus at home. Juventus goes up back on aggregate. aggregate yeah, that was a crazy comeback. last second, I think it was Mueller's header. Like the last second ties it, and they go to extra time, and then the rest is took history. It, took it away from there, there, yeah. They walk away beating Juventus. Um, so you're talking about the manager or a little manager hour. So talking about Leicester City, I went to Brendan Rodgers. So he's at Liverpool for a good amount of time, finds success with them, gets sacked towards the end as the new era of Liverpool football begins. Klopp comes in, and you know. Liverpool was transformed under Klopp. Klopp, I'm sorry. And so Brendan goes over to Celtic. He plays or he manages them for three years. He has 118 wins, 25 draws, 26 losses. Then Leicester, who was the manager? This is so bad, I don't know. I can't think of his name right now. But he was the manager there when they won the title. I can't think of his name. He's an Italian manager. I don't even remember. Yeah, it's really bad. I don't know his name. Was it? No, it wasn't Conte, was it? No. I don't I can't remember. I'll, I'll look it up. You could go. Yeah. But Brendan Rodgers comes to Leicester this year, and out of all matches, he's got 15 wins, four draws, five losses. And like we said before, he's top of he's top three in the Premier League table. And I know it's still kind of early in the season for the Premier League. But, I mean, if, if, he, if he keeps getting results out of players like Ndidi and he has Vardy scoring and – they keep up this form, Champions League is not something that is going to be completely ruled out. So i just like to highlight Brendan Rodgers is taking over Leicester in a, in a really good time as a new era of Leicester City comes in after the yeah. chairman passes away. I would say uh, Iose Perez as well plays well on the wing for them. And uh, Claudio Ranieri. Yeah, Ranieri. That's who it was. I could see him. He looks like the up guy. He does. Yeah, he does. He not look like the up guy. Yeah, so like, I, I, I saw him smiling in my head, but I couldn't remember his name. That's all good. Um, anything else you want to say about soccer? Um, hopefully, hopefully the next two days are interesting. Hopefully, we get some good storylines. Hopefully, my team and your team get a result. And yeah, I think we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, transferring to basketball. Um, we said last week that the first week in the books. Now we're starting to advance in the season. Hot takes are coming out. Teams are dropping like flies. Some teams are not meeting expectations, and some teams are meeting expectations. So, Carl, quick take. How are your Hornets doing? They're 3-3 three and three right now, 500 team. They're 6 in the East. They're breathing life. Do you want them to perform well and be a 7-8 seed, or you want them to just flat out just tank? Um, I want the Hornets to have a good culture and environment to grow young talent whether that means we're tanking or whether that means we're in the playoffs i want our young talent to have a good place 
that they're they can grow and like play like good minutes so that they can have more experience and grow into becoming our next superstars like PJ Washington has been going uh, having electric yeah been been playing very well I'm I'm praying that he continues to play well across my fingers Miles Bridges uh Dwayne Bacon hopefully Devontae Graham Devontae That's Graham that I keep seeing his name pop up against he the Hornets. He should have been a first-round pick, and we ended up getting him in the second round, which was a steal for us. And then Malik Monkey. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he turns it on. I don't think he will, though. But especially those first four, I think, could be a nice core for us. I'm, and I'm then, obviously, you have players like Rozier and uh, uh, Cody Zeller. Even though people hate on Cody Zeller, he does his job – most of the time, and I do love to make fun of him, but he has been the probably one of the most consistent things that we've had in our organization. I agree with that take. I'm looking at the box score from the, do I dare say it, the Kings-Hornets game where the yes, Kings sir. were and the Hornets <laughs> came back. I told Carl on this podcast that the Kings would smoke and beat the Hornets, no, no doubt. Well, I was wrong. The Kings blew another third-quarter lead. And um, yeah, looking at the stats here, and I've been looking at it recently. Is MKG done playing? Does he not play anymore? Is he hurt? No, not? he's on the bench. Bunch of I see a bunch of DNPs. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, he Are the is getting paid realizing? a lot of money to do nothing because he picked up his player option. Why wouldn't he? No one's gonna pay him as much as we do anywhere else. So, so next year he's off the books. Marvin Williams off the books, and Cody Zeller's off the books. And yes, I think sir. Biombo's off the books. Yes. Sir, that is the huge thing. Obviously, we'll probably we'll probably keep um, Cody. Is Marvin Williams coming off the books? I forgot. I think so. I think Marvin Williams is coming off the I books. I think I would like to keep him as well, obviously just for a way less cap hit. I think it's either this year or next year that he comes off. Or maybe he's just – up right now on basketball reference. We are not prepared on this podcast. Sorry, Actually, guys. I did not see it. Hang on. Um, I'll keep talking while you do that. Um, I, I like – like those contracts were not the best for us. They were made when we were trying to push forward, and we were like, "We need you to play up to this contract," and then they just didn't. So, and I also forgot to mention that um, our man has a play. I think he has a player option. Player option. Nick Batum will come off the books in twenty twenty. He's gonna take his player option yeah, because no one, million. no one's gonna pay him twenty seven million a year. So he comes off the bench, and for good reason. After twenty or after twenty nineteen and twenty, Bismack seventeen millions off the books. Marvin's fifteen millions off the books. MKG's thirteens off the books, uh, and that's about Cody? it. Cody, what did you say? Cody, Cody's got till twenty twenty one. I'm, so I'm go, fine with that. I'm fine. So with going that. into twenty twenty one, it's probably going to be Nick Batum, Terry, Cody Zeller, Malik Monk, PJ Washington. Malik Miles Monk Bridges. will need a new deal, I think. I think you got a good deal on him right now for what he's doing. What is he at? So right now he's making four mil. Oh, okay. So we, we yeah, yeah. So he's still on that rookie, rookie contract. Anymore. Oh, he's on that rookie contract. Yeah. Right so twenty twenty one, his rookie contract expires, but he's at five point three mil. That's way yeah. I so don't that's know. that's the team in a nutshell right there. Um, but going to the main story, we should open up with, but I got sidetracked. Yeah, no, it's how, okay. How we we don't have to talk about the horns. They 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 they're, they're we, doing we know all right. They are they they are they are they'll they'll be 
mediocre or worse. So, anyways, just like the Kings, as I was, I bought all my King stock, and I'm about to sell it all. I think I'm, I think I'm about to sell all my King stock, but I'll still root for them because they're my team. But the main story that we have: Stephen Curry broke his left hand after a collision on the grind. It looked pretty bad, and I, I don't like Steph Curry that much, but I don't want to see him out with injury. That's something that sucks. I don't like seeing anybody. And I can recall back to the 2019 Finals when Kevin Durant got hurt and, like, all the fans were, like, cheering when he was, like, grabbing his Achilles. Like, wow, what did this guy do to you besides yeah. win some basketball games? So he'll be out for the next three months. Um, I just had to bring this up. So 2019, so game five, the Raptors are winning the series. I think it's 3-1. Three, three or is it? Mm-hmm. 2 1. No, 3 1. So 3 1. So KD comes back. That's the game where he goes down. He gets hurt. Achilles, 14 minutes he played, or 11 minutes. Anyway, Achilles goes down. So this was the starting lineup for the Warriors Clay Thompson, Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Kevin Durant. So they basically re ran the team for the last two years with the addition of Kevin Durant. So that was their team. On game five of the finals, starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Their lineup on November 2nd versus the Hornets was... At home. Kai Bowman, Glenn Robinson, Eric Pachel, Jordan Poole, and Willie Colleystein. Talk about a difference in an organism. How you wake up one day with... You know, you have like four all-stars. You have definitely three and, to and four... And Boogie on the... Be- well, actually, he got hurt at the beginning. But yeah. You have potentially three or four Hall of Famers in that starting lineup. Andre, Kevin Durant, Curry, they're all locks. Clay Thompson. Andre Iguodala's not a lock for the Hall of Fame. Andre Iguodala is a lock for the Hall of Fame. Oh, I, I What? I don't even doubt that for a second. <laughs> what? Andre Iguodala, down the stretch of his career, has really morphed his game into being a uh, Not a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Oh, no. He's got three titles. <laughs> That doesn't mean he should be a Hall of Famer. He was a key player to them. To yeah, the he got a Finals MVP. I know, but I'm just. Saying. Oh, I forgot about that too. There you go, Finals MVP. Curry doesn't have one. <laughs> but you go from that team and no, you go to no. the current no, no, no. Warriors roster. I don't know where it went wrong. We're gonna omit Taylor's <laughs> Andre. Dude, that Godala take comment. is not even that hot. Like that's a. Oh no. You want, I'll put money that Andre Iguodala will get bought out by the Grizzlies and he'll be on the next title contending team. I bet you. Okay. Anyways, he'll get bought out. The Hornets. The player. Hornets were favored against the the Warriors in Oakland. That's crazy. That like no, San Fran. They moved San Fran. Oh, San. Whatever. That's I knew it curve. wasn't at Oracle. I just didn't know the name of the arena. I don't know how they're going to fill that stadium in that that franchise. I mean, I guess next year we'll see when Clay Thompson comes back. But I think it's when the I think you knew the season was done when you knew Clay Thompson wasn't coming back this year. And now what Curry's out, then Russell's going ankle day to day. Sad thing to be a Warriors. And I and I don't. I, it's not that I didn't. I didn't hate the Warriors, but like I got tired of them winning like any other team. You know who I feel bad? I feel bad for D'Angelo Russell. He leaves. He leaves. L.A. Look at L.A. now. We'll yeah. go into it in a little bit. He leaves. He goes to Brooklyn. Right. He makes a star out of himself. He's performing really well. Now look at Brooklyn. 
and uh, and even better next year when they have KD healthy. And now we Brooklyn's he's like two and four right now. But I, I know it's well, early. It's, yeah, 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 really early. But I understand the roster situation. Yeah. And then he goes, he's like, all right, finally, I'm going to be on a good team. He goes, he goes to the Warriors. And then all this shit happens, or all this crap happens in the... It's okay, we can say shit. Oh, okay, whatever, <laughs> I don't know. All this stuff happens in the offseason. And now he's looking at his team that he went to to try and go win a championship. And he's like, what What does this guy got to do to to go somewhere where he can win? I mean, obviously, he still has to play well, but so... I think he's just gonna go up there and average like twenty eight, twenty nine, take he's every shot to. possible. Put himself him made. and Curry in the back in the backcourts. Like I don't like that defensively at all. No, and but I mean that, that's that's the risk you take though. But I guess the the philosophy, like even the Rockets right now, and the Hornets still barely beat that team. That that lousy Warriors. What's the team? final score? Do you remember ninety three eighty seven? Come on, man. It was it was eighty eight to eighty seven with thirty seconds left. Come on, man. I don't know. If I'm a Warriors fan, I'm kind of devastated that how. I mean, no, you're not devastated. You're happy that it that it's. I know I wouldn't be happy. But you like, got your you got your championships. Yeah, you now. just had your seven year run, like probably one of the most historic runs in NBA history or even po- like sports sport history. history. And it just all goes to injury, so that kind of shows you like. These runs, if you go along, it's not sustainable. Why he really did Thanos this league? Like he really did. Like if you think about, it, like look how they crumbled, and like there is parity in the league now. Like teams are kind of even ish. I guess. I guess there's more of a, a title contention spot. There's more of a question, even though people still will give it to the Clippers. Like. But now the Lakers have, are five and one, dude. They're gonna win the title. Miami's five and one, bro. Jimmy Butler, Chicago product. Yes, sir. Chicago product, right there. Okay, quickly. Embiid and Cat fight. This took over the headlines. It you didn't even get to see the fight from the beginning because like the cameraman's like zoomed all the way down at the yeah. other end. Then you just see big feet moving in the picture frame, and like then he zooms out, and you see like oh, swinging and missing, and then it was just a wrestling missing. match. And then guess who comes in and saves the day? Ben Simmons. He comes in and he chokes out Cat. Yeah, Cat taps out. He did. What's your take on that? Who do you think is going to win the fight? If Cat it, or Embiid? Embiid versus Cat? I'm saying Embiid all, all day. Uh, Yeah. Just look at the man. Hey, but Wolves are 4-1 and Cat's playing like a grim. I, I don't think. But Philly's 5-0. <laughs> that too. Um, You mentioned this. Yeah, we're going pretty fast today. The Lakers are five and one. Yeah, good transitions. And I'm saying slow down on this, like. Oh, I'm not the, saying. No, that. no, no. I'm not saying you, but oh, in oh, general, people like people. it's a wrap. Lakers. I'm like, no. They've they are one and one against two playoff teams. Potentially, they lost to the Clips. So Clippers are the team they lost to. That's the title favorite. And then they beat the Mavs in OT. That was barely a win. That's not. We may even, we don't know. I mean, it's potential that they're like an eighth, eighth or seventh seed. And everybody's talking about oh, or they could go it's up. a lock. But let's see who. The, let's see. So they won against the Mavericks. They beat the Grizzlies hard. They beat the Hornets. Okay, and I forgot to mention the Jazz are another playoff team. They beat Joe Ingles. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Conley's playing like the worst basketball of his career. 
And then they have Donovan Mitchell, what, the 23, 24-year-old that's going to put Utah on the back. I don't believe that. I understand that the LeBron hype and the AD chemistry hype duo partnership is like... It, it's looking better than it was. We'll just say that. It's looking... Well, up. there's still probably problems that will arise that they need to iron out, but I still like and stick with my prediction. I think I put them at what, five or four. Like, I think four is good for them. Um, They could do better, obviously, but I think four is still good for them. Yeah. Hey, if you beat up on bad teams and boost your record, I mean, more props to you. Literally, if you beat the teams you're supposed to beat and go 500 against the other teams, it's a pretty damn good record. Right. Um, any surprises in the schedule so far? Any team that stood out to you? Uh, well, Miami was my standout. I kind of mentioned that. Yeah. Five and one. Yeah. Tyler Hero looks like a stud. Yeah. Um... Bucks four and, and then two, we come. I mean, we talked about we talked about Golden State one and five. Yeah, New Orleans one and five. I mean, that's just too young, I guess. Everyone's pretty young there. I can't see what Zion does when he comes back. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. It's kind of bad seeing like okay, so the Pelicans are one and five, Warriors one and five, Grizzlies one and four. Now I see the Kings that are two Knicks and five. are one and six. Did you see that uh, Jason Tatum shot over R.J. Barrett? Ooh, that was clean. Yeah. That was clean. That was nice. But uh, and the East looks uh, looks just as literally much as pretty predicted. much as we predicted, yeah. minus the Hornets. Yeah, so <laughs> the Hornets will probably fade off. What if they? Oh, don't? the Hornets are fading off for what sure. What if the Hornets don't fade off? Uh, you know, I thought about this, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna hold for good basketball. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna jinx it. We're not gonna say the Hornets are look, gonna look, make look. it. If, there. You, if you look at our schedule coming up, I I hate that we're making it about the Hornets again, but we'll we'll, we'll bring it. We'll we're the local team. The yeah. Hornets are the local team. If you don't like that, then look, stop listening. They play the Pacers, okay? okay. Big maybe maybe the it look competitive in the game at least, okay? You lose to the Celtics. Uh, is that a home game? Is that a home game? We just mentioned that seven through <laughs> yeah from. That is a home game. So Kemba comes back to Charlotte on the seventh. I hope he's. I he should. He should be applauded. He should have a standing O for what he's done. If anyone boos him, you need to get out. Get out the arena right now. Um, then we play the Pelicans. Should be a win. So maybe we go one and two in that. Lose to the Sixers one and three. But then you got the Grizzlies, Pistons, and Knicks. Who arguably you could win all three of those, like the Pistons. We usually play pretty even, but Grizzlies and Knicks, you should win those games. Right. Anybody so, could be the Knicks. So I, I think right there, you're still looking at a 500 team in the middle of November. That's not bad. Mm-mm. I, I think that's a good foundation you can build off of. What the what we predicted the Hornets to be. <laughs> uh, yeah. What. Well, we predicted the Hornets to be like that tanking team, and now they're six seed, and you're like. When you have young what young guys playing uh, above their pay, then that's what you get. <laughs> I like how they make. I was when we looked at the stats, or when I was looking at the stats for the PJ Washington versus the Kings, he had thirty eight minutes. I'm like, heck yeah, let him go out there. And get no, some yeah, minutes. the rookie, yeah, Devontae Graham, like Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier are, are almost splitting even time. I think, or they're playing a lot together as well. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's really good and like. Scary Terry has been. <laughs> he, he's been he's like been that. decent. He just isn't like. I'm gonna need to see a bit a little bit more, <laughs> for what we 
the obscene amount of money we paid him. Obviously, it's not like a max contract or anything, but right. for Terry Rozier, I'd like to see a little bit more. But he he's still like he's he's been okay. He's been consistent. Um, little bit bit of foul trouble here and there, but yeah. I'm looking at the West. Uh, we'll, we'll, let's, let's run through the West real quick. I'll give you the, the a conference, and we'll do a little segment on this. Lakers one, two Timberwolves, three Clippers, Mavs four, Spurs five, Nuggets six, Suns are seven. We we haven't got to twenty game mark. Or Wait, twenty what? game mark. They won't fall off. Eight no, no. D- D- Dallas is four. Denver five. Phoenix six. San Antonio seven. Utah eight. I'm looking at it on ESPN right now. Why is it all? Uh, Google did Google let me down? Maybe mine's like live updated. I have no. What what does it have your Rockets at? Three and three. At what seed? Nine. Oh. So uh, my question to you was, what is the most surprising team that you see in the West right now? Uh, Timberwolves, Spurs, or the Rockets? I kind of want to say that I the kinda Rockets. Saw, I kind of want to say Phoenix, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's It's only four and that. two. It's too only early. four and two, but it's too early. It's too early for any of this. But, I mean, so let's just – Knowing it's too early, just I'm gonna go out on a limb and I say I'm gonna say, Phoenix wins at least thirty games this year. My eyes got huge. Two game win streak right now though. Yeah, I say I say but I say I mean, the I say the Suns get thirty wins plus thirty plus wins. I mean, you kind of get a sense of your team when you're fifteen, twenty, twenty five games in. Yeah, when, once you get up to that 20-25% mark of the season, you kind of know this is what our team is. Now, we, we, just, we, we, we need to beat the opponents that we should be able to beat, like I was saying, and then at least give yourself a fighting chance in the other games. Right. So with that philosophy, the Kings are not out of it yet. They're 2-5. Two and Two-game win streak, baby. We're coming back. You were 0-5? 2-5. 2-5. and five. Two and five. Two and five. But you said were. a two-game win streak, though. Yeah, they were 0-5. So they were 0-5. That's the Kings were 0-5. <laughs> That's horrendous. Who did you beat? Uh, Knicks beat. and the Jazz. Jazz by one, Knicks by, like, 21. Yeah, I looked at one score. It was, like, 43 to 70-something. I was like, wow, I'm not watching Dude, that. Dude, the Knicks are low. awful. God damn. The Knicks are always going to be mediocre. James Dolan, just move on. Phil Jacks. <laughs> um... In the East, we already went over it. Uh, Sixers, Heat, Celtics, Bucks, Raptors, Hornets, Pacers, Pistons. That's your one through eight. Hawks are at nine as they pretty box three game losing streak. They lost Trey Young to a ankle injury, but he seems to be fine. He's day to day, and he's supposed to come back this week. I read that on Twitter. I did not see that, but I'm I'm gonna take your word for it. Um, like I said, I think the surprise team for both of us has been the Hornets being three and three. I think it's my surprise. I don't know if it's yours. Oh, well, uh, kind of, yeah, but I would say the like the Heat or something like that. Oh, also, yeah, surprising. the Heat. I just say the Hornets because we expected so less of them, and then like when they show, I was us expecting wide, them to be one and five, to be honest. Yeah, and when we see the Hornets doing good, we're like, wait a minute, that's Hornets are a five hundred team right now. But like, you, you know say, what? I'm gonna just hold on to that and pray. So <laughs> I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go for a bed. Like, dear basketball gods, please let the Hornets not be mediocre, please. The thing is, I've only, I think I've only watched like three of the games because the Devils, so the team I watch for hockey, right. normally has games on the same days at the same time. So, and I can't find the cable channel for uh, 
for the Hornets at the house. So I end up just Xbox and link it up. I end up just watching the stream of the Devils game online, and then I I like during intermission I'll flip it to the to the Hornets. Yeah. So I don't get to watch much, but uh, I like watch game recaps and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick, quickly, last topic. Can't throw this at you. App State school we go to. If you didn't know. Their men's basketball goes to Michigan. I think they traveled today. Yeah. Going to take Michigan to start the uh, start start of the NBA or NBA start of the NCAA basketball season. Now everybody's gonna be like, "Whoa, App State football!" You know, 15 years ago they beat Michigan football. Can that narrative like go away? I'm a student oh, it's here. It's just part of our history. I know, but I you know what's funny? I'll have to save it for my start of the week. Just. Can we be better than that? Like we're we're not the team that we're not a small team from the mountains anymore. Like that's not us. Like we're a, re- a legitimate university. Throw some respect on our name. Respect it, because we are a top team in football, basketball. Hey, Dustin Kern's new head coach. Hopefully, he can start the program over. I'm yeah, saying I'm closing out with hashtag Take the Stairs, Dustin Kearns. I like that. All right. I like that. I did not know that, but that sounds good. Yeah, that's a slogan. Take the stairs. People people don't want to do it, but take the stairs. Um, All right. You want to get into the Golden Star of the Week? Golden Star of the Week. What do you got? For me, i um, going to re- retouch on our somber moment from the beginning. Um, I would want to say Senk uh, Tosun. He's a Turkish forward uh, for Everton. He was one of the first ones to run over to Andre Gomes. Um he was comforting him, like making sure he wasn't looking and all that. He also went over to Hyungman's son and was like comforting him, the player not even on his own team, making sure medical was getting like to uh, Andre Gomes as quick as possible. He did a great job of like taking action and the right action quickly and being there to comfort those who obviously right. like were affected by what happened. And then he goes and scores. The game at that point they were losing one zero and that was in the seventieth minute, and he goes and scores the tying goal in the in the ninety seventh minute in of in stoppage time to tie the game and give Everton a point. So I think that was a really really like well done by him. I I have liked him since he's uh, been signed from Everton from the Turkish league. So um, I just want to say big uh, props to him. I thought it was really classy what he yeah. did, and then he got rewarded for it. So. It just lets you – that just really puts into perspective not even, like, the goal in start of the week doesn't have to be, like, this person did something so great in sports. Like, even something like that, yes, he scores a goal, but he just – being a human. And yeah. it's, like, bigger than soccer or football. Bigger, yeah, bigger than football. Bigger than football. And just him, you know, looking at the sun and him crying on the sun. Like, this guy that's in his mid-20s, ball – not really ball, but he was crying because no, he, he did was, something so bad. And was yeah. such shock that, oh, my goodness, I'm the reason why this happened to some degree. So, yeah. I like that pick. Um, mine is not sports-related. I kind of, like, always do this. Hey, but, it's okay. Um, it's, it's, your, it's your pick for yeah, Star of the Week. Yeah, Star of the Week. It's anybody that makes your day. Um, this weekend, shout-out to my girlfriend's dad, Scott. Um, took us out to – this is going to be the – I had to tell this quick, quick story. Long weekend. It was my girlfriend's birthday on Halloween. So, we went down to visit – him down in Lake Norman, and he showed us. He kept talking about our bar because she turned 21. He said, "Well, we go to our bar and we get drinks there, and it's cheap and it's good." I was like, "Dude, what is our bar?" So I'm assuming it's in his backyard. 
He's like, no, get in the keys. We're going to go. So I'm like, okay, our bar. I don't know what this is. So he takes us down. We go to a Whole Foods. And I'm like, dude, this is a joke. There's no way. So, okay, we go down. And then we go inside the restaurant. Or inside. <laughs> we go inside Whole Foods. Convenience store. We get They have like a little burger section there where you make your own burgers. Where like people will cook them for you. Yeah. And I'm like, I eat this burger. I'm like, dude, this is the, I swear to you, not top five burger I've ever had in my life. At a Whole Foods. Oh, there you go. Not saying the best part. So we go and they have all these like little bar thing and they're like showing us like they had like all the craft beer like in its price out good. Like a can of beer, like craft was like a dollar ninety nine per okay. can. Trash like three bucks. I'm like, oh my goodness, we're going to heaven. But back to the app state football being bigger than that, the guy that was working there said he was like a salesman there that he's like a younger kid. And he went to App State and he said, I was here when we beat Michigan. And then he realized after we beat Michigan, like, App State exploded. And, like, everybody wanted to come here. So, that's my little piece. It was a good time. Go to Lowe's Foods if you want to drink craft beer cheap. Oh, they said Whole Foods. Or Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah, not Lowe's. It's Whole Foods. Oh, so Whole Foods. I only went in. <laughs> I've never been to Whole Foods. It's, like, the first time ever. Get that nice organic stuff. Yeah. I know, that's probably why the burger was so good. It's probably, like, the cow was probably petted and, like, fed from the hand. No preserve is nothing like that. Hand-fed cow. Yeah. They probably, like, give them little massages make them feel good. But, yeah, let's go on start of the day. Scott, if you're listening to this, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know that's so <laughs> weird. We'll see you at Thanksgiving. All right. I think that's where we're going to wrap it for uh, Episode 5. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, comment and like on the YouTube video. Uh, thank you, guys. And just one little last shout-out. Uh my roommate, Garrett Wedden, it's his birthday today on the 4th. Just wanted to give him a big shout-out. Thanks, Garrett. You're a great roommate. Yeah, shout-out Garrett. Transfer this year. We yes, went to high sir. school with him. He's a goofy guy. Nothing wrong. <laughs> but, hey, bigger shout-out because I, I just forgot until you said this. Carl Hines' birthday is on November 5th, which is tomorrow when this will be aired. So, happy birthday to Carl Hines. Thanks for being Thank the you. podcast guy. And please – be responsible tomorrow 21 yeah me and garrett are gonna go uh go out tomorrow yeah enjoy that because we did the podcast today i didn't know it was his birthday if i was guess i would have held off to it that's nah, all right nah. Nah. we'll talk to you guys we'll talk to you guys soon all right peace